I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agave Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Hey, Louie. We're, we're back Hi, again. I, yeah, we're back. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get these questions. Part two of Ask a Matchmaker Hotline from uh, part one. So if you haven't heard part one, we covered so many things, so many amazing questions from our listeners. Head on and listen to that episode. But, you know, it's not mandatory. This is the hotline. Even if you listen to this episode first and you go on to listen to that one later, that's fine too. Louie, are you ready to answer some questions? I'm ready. All right. Let's get going to our first call. Let's head on to Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Hi. Um, okay. So I'm 32. I live in Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, I've been living here for about eight years um, with my job. Um, but I'm getting ready to make a major career change. And to do that, I have to do like a seven to 12 month um, training in Austin, which is where my parents live. So I'm going to end my lease here, put myself in storage because I plan on moving back to Jersey City once the program is completed. And so my question is, is should I continue? I'm sorry, the, the program starts in about six to eight weeks. And mm -hmm. I don't know if I should continue to date in Jersey City since I live here. In or... five weeks, you're going to change your location to Austin. The week okay. before you move, you're changing your location online to Austin. You okay. are going to go on Eventbrite and look up events. And you're going to go to at least one event that looks like fun, not a singles event, just a fun event, something. Go on Eventbrite, one event per week, the entire time, like the first three months you're in Austin. I can, I you might end up with someone in Austin and maybe they move back with you to New Jersey. Or maybe you don't move back to New Jersey or you don't move back to New Jersey. No, but I love New Jersey. I, I love I, New Jersey too. I, I would love never it leave, here. but I love it here. I love dating here. It's been so much fun. <laughs> so. If I had another podcast, it'd be the New Jersey podcast garden state. I think there is a podcast called garden state podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and so shout out to them, but, uh, Ashley, um, you're going to date in Austin and then you're going to import a really great guy back to New Jersey. I can feel it for you. Okay. Nice. Okay. I agree. I cool. think Austin's a great city to, to date. It's a great city. Yeah. Get one of those Dell guys to come back up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Good. Great. You got Thank this. you guys so Have much. Have fun. Come back. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on to our next question. Annie, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Hi. Thank you. Um, so I'm 27. I live in Chicago. Uh, and I recently went on two dates with someone that I have a lot in common with, including long term life goals, which was really exciting. And I saw some green flags right away. He's in therapy. Um, but I haven't dated in a couple years. And I know I've got some guards up. Um, so I was kind of looking to ease into it. I wasn't really expecting to meet someone that I have so much in common with. We were both really excited, but he was very complimentary right away. And on the second date, he expressed being like very all in, 
only interested in exploring things with me, talking about potential future plans together. Um, and he just loves spending like all day dates with a potential partner, um, a lot of time together. And it started moving really fast. And I got kind of scared off. I mean, it's obvious mm -hmm. we have a lot in common, but we don't really know each other yet. I don't even know his last name. So my question is kind of related to like, is it a red flag for someone to be so all in so quick? What's love bombing and what's someone who's just genuine and excited? That's tough. That's really tough. That's a tough question to answer. Okay. So love bombing um, is an attempt to distract someone with affection and a lot of attention in the beginning as a way to like manipulate them in either a positive way, but usually negative. And it's a, it is a cycle. It's part of the cycle of abuse. The so early signs, I'm so sorry. Give me one second. The no, early, I don't know if you're experiencing this, but you know, you are being love bombed. If they are very intense communicators, like I need to speak to you right now. Are you available? Has that happened to you? No. Okay. The next one, do have they already given you gifts? Like their gifts are extra, extra in the first two weeks. Has that, has that happened to you? No, just like verbal compliments and okay. talking intensely about the future. Um, okay. So how many, how many weeks in again? Uh, we two were dates. on one date and then two dates uh, in the span oh. of two, two weeks. All right. So another thing, I just to give you a few more uh, in case anyone else is, it has the same question, but if they put you on a pedestal, like, oh my God, you're incredible. What is a person like you doing with a guy like me? Um, that's actually a diss. That's a way to get you down to their level uh, as a way to eventually mistreat, right? Because there is going to be a growing resentment if you fall down to their level. And then of course, if their bond seems bizarrely intense, and I feel like at two dates, no one should be talking about the future. So I don't know yeah. about the rest of that, but like at two dates, I know, when we say future, what are we talking about? Like this weekend, or are we talking about like, let's get married? Not let's get married. Just like talking. We had some in common long-term goals um, and talking about like how that will look together and then accidentally saying words like will do and then being like, oops, I mean, like we could do, or I plan to do, but like slip ups of, of words. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if he's if he's saying these things after you said something. So is he saying what he thinks you want to hear or is he forthcoming with what his plans are and you are like, oh, my God, that falls in line with what I'm thinking in my life. So that's what happened first, um, which I remembered to go back and think about. It was he said something and I was like, whoa, wait, that was okay. what my long term goal is. So it wasn't just him saying it, but later on in conversation when we talked about it again it started being this like excitement so fast yeah like we could do this together oh and then slipping up of words and not really putting me on a pedestal but just being like you're so cool this like I really like you you're so beautiful yeah um, I'm not so, used to that so two things number one are you from Chicago is he from Chicago area neither of us, neither of us are born and raised here where were you born and raised and where was he born and raised? I was born and raised in Minnesota and he was okay. born and raised in Kansas. Okay. So very traditional core is what I think of first, right? So like, I think back to like the 1940s, right? When you met someone, you got married that same night, you're married for 50 years. Like there's something really magical about like small town or like not like major metropolitan cities, right? So there's that, that I think 
makes it kind of special, like more, maybe more special. But the other thing is you have to understand that like from the male perspective, if we've dated and dated and dated and like, we're just like miserable, we can tell right away if we like someone, we can tell right away if we don't like someone. And then all of a sudden in walks you and he's like, wow, you knocked his socks off, right? It's a breath of fresh air. And maybe his excitement is just a little bit too obvious, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe he doesn't know how to handle himself. But, you know, you're young. You're 27 years old. How old is he? 32. Yeah. So oh, he's young, bad. too, from the, male, from the male perspective. You know, men, you know, when they start thinking about marriage and kids and stuff, you're like 35, 36. Most men, maybe not all men. But um, I don't know. I don't I'm not seeing anything yet. Um, it sounds like he's really excited and the pronouns are getting mixed up and it sounds like you're really excited. I was. And then I just got kind of scared and I was like, (laughs) we need to pump the brakes here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a way to pump the brakes and still be excited. And, and one of those things is like, you know, I've always felt like if you're, are you, are, is he into me or is he love bombing me? Start asking yourself, are the questions about me and my values or are the questions about what we're going to do one day in life? So on your next date, start evaluating how many questions you're asking about him and his values and see how many questions he's asking about you and your values, because it's okay to get excited when, when, when you meet someone special who's aligned with you, right? The point is that you're not putting someone on a pedestal that doesn't deserve it. I think you should go on like three, four more dates and just try to have fun. Just try to get to know each other. Have fun. Don't overthink this because you can maybe think your way out of this also. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes when you process information um, too much, you can, you know, have a self-fulfilled prophecy. Right. So like you just need to like have fun. Try not to overthink things. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm good at the overthinking thing. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for your question, Annie. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Fall is here and there's more to do than ever. Concerts, parties, a weekend away. We are back, baby. Are you ready to unlock your dream closet without breaking the bank? Well, let me tell you about Newly and how to save $20 off your first shipment. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you've got going on. You'll get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. I'm a size 14, but they carry a whole range of sizes from petite to plus to up to 5X. And there's fast, free shipping, returns, professional cleaning. You don't have to worry about laundry. And of course, the option to buy what you love at a discount. I spent all summer wearing Newly, and you better believe I'm going to spend all of fall doing it too fall fashion, do it in a big way without getting the fast fashion ick. And let's talk about the best parts of Newly. One, sustainability. Newly lets you love fashion in a way that's kinder on the planet. Orders are shipped using reusable totes, no plastic packaging. Clothes are cleaned using energy and water efficient methods. And more importantly, the styles are repaired and upcycled rather than ending up in a landfill. And two, it's flexible. There's no fees, no late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. It's no big deal if you lose a button or you spill something or you just need to take a break. Your life needs flex and Newly gets it. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code MatchmakerMaria20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code MatchmakerMaria20. 
to sign up and get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's. Code MatchmakerMaria20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Deanna, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. How can we help you? Hi, guys. Um, so I'm someone in my early 30s, and I've never been in a relationship, in a serious relationship, and I mm-hmm. get that that's totally fine. Um, I know that you always say that, and I'm okay with that. So, however, um, in the last year or so, I finally kind of decided to get into my dating life a little bit more. And um, I was going on a couple of dates here and there, but nothing serious. And um, I have a guy friend who became very close to me during the pandemic. And before you know it, our friendship kind of started to grow and turn into a little bit more than just friendship. Um, And he told me how he felt about me a few months ago, that he wanted to do a romantic relationship. And um, we are just amazing together um, in terms of our chemistry, in terms of like how much fun we have together, in terms of how he treats me. However, there's like one thing that for me is basically like a must. I'm someone who takes very good care of me, myself in terms of health and fitness. And it's something that is super important to me and a potential partner. And okay. he is someone who doesn't value it as much. It's not a, it's huge. It's not a huge priority to him. Um, so I've tried to tell him that um, in like, I guess, subtle ways, you know, because I'm someone who is always working out, trying to eat clean. And I don't want to push it down his throat, but that's just something that I'm not going to budge on. And so I told him that in a couple of ways and he's like, yeah, important to me too. I'm going to get it on track. And so he'll get on track and then he'll fall off. He'll get on track and he'll fall off. So at this point, I don't know how else I can say it because I don't want to push someone into doing something that they themselves don't want to do. I feel like that's something that he needs to want to do for himself. But I cannot go past, I cannot look past it. So I just was wondering what your advice for that is. I've been on the other end. I don't know about you, Louis, but I've been on the other end. Um, I've been in relationships where the guy kept nudging me, uh, you know, go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym. And I was like, okay. And then I would go a few times and then I would bounce off because it wasn't even on the top five of my priorities. And, um, when it, and then eventually it did become a priority for me and, and I made it a priority and, you know, I did those things, but I did it with the support of someone. Like I happen to be married to someone who's never once talked about my body to me, who's never said to me, do you really want to eat that? Or do you want to go to the gym? And because I had for a few years, someone not constantly reminding me that they don't think, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like every time I was said this by an ex-boyfriend, I felt like I was unattractive because I didn't feel that way with my partner that I'm now married to, of course, when my health became a priority, it became my number one priority. And I felt that 100% support. Like I had have to, I didn't feel like I had to prove to them, like, look how I'm doing. I need your reward. I was rewarding myself. I didn't need their validation or acknowledgement at that point. So I'm telling you from the other end, what it feels like, like sometimes when we keep reminding people like, Hey, you know, you need to do this. We know, (laughs) we know what we need to do, but 
it hurts to fail and but we keep doing it too i i don't that's just my initial thought like i want i just want you to know what it feels like on the other end to be constantly reminded because we don't need a reminder we know yeah i totally get that and that's why i don't want to remind him all the time but it's not just about how he looks it's about the health the blood pressure is always high and he himself tells me all the time like he's not happy with how he feels so i want him to love how he feels Mm-hmm. because I genuinely do like him and I'm attracted to him. I really am. So it's not like I'm repulsed by him by any means. So I just don't know how to proceed. That's the, that's the thing. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think everybody has differences when it comes to relationships. You know, some people like to golf and some people don't like to golf when you go skiing and maybe I'm a skier and my partner wants to sit and have a drink in the bar while I ski, you know, so there's always going to be these differences and I think you have to just balance out like what's most important, big picture. Right. So if, if, if it's, if it's a deal breaker for you, um, you know, I, I personally am not necessarily convinced that, you know, it sounds like he's, he's healthy, somewhat healthy, right? Because he's, you're with him and you're a very healthy person, but maybe he's just not as healthy as you are. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's subjective in many ways, but you know, there has to be like so many other qualities and characteristics that you really love about him that, that are the reason why you're with him. Right. So you're thinking about the reason why you maybe shouldn't be with him is one big reason, but then there's gotta be so many other reasons why you are with him. Yeah, you just have to ask yourself if it's really worth it to end something Mm -hmm. that sounds really amazing from what I'm hearing, because it's Mm -hmm. really hard. And I'm, I'm a big fan, big, big, huge fan of pursuing relationships with people that you know really well because you kind of know each other's secrets. You you know, he's been your friend for a long time and you kind of know what you're getting, you know, versus just meeting someone like, you know, the last caller, she's gone on two dates with him and she's like (laughs) freaking out because she's not sure if he's, um, you know, love bombing her, right? It's scary, but you know him. So you know, like a lot about him. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's so powerful. Like, I feel like it's such a healthy relationship in so many ways to start off a relationship with that, with that friendship first. I don't know, activity, you know, doing, doing workouts together, maybe go hiking, maybe so it doesn't Mm. feel like you're working out, (laughs) you're doing like an activity, but you're still getting exercise. Let's go for a bike ride. Meal prepping is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you even saying that because I really do feel like um, every great relationship can start with a friendship. So I agree. yeah, it's the best way in many, yeah. t- many times for many people. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. that actually put a smile to my face. Um, oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I, I really do appreciate you saying that because I feel like sometimes I do tend to focus on just that one negative instead of focusing on all the positive that he possesses. And yeah. I- I need to work on that a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, I recently had a doctor's appointment and I don't even know what the doctor said really, but it went something like this, like, um, you want to be healthy, you better eat healthy. It depends on what goes in your mouth. You want to be strong and fit, then you should work out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there's, you know, it's semantics almost with what you're saying. Like maybe you guys could just start eating healthier. And in that sense, he's got his blood pressure will go down and he'll become more fit. Right. Um, but he doesn't have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. for that to happen right is he um is he got any like medication for his blood pressure yeah he is does he drink that, coffee um he 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 did and he was getting really bad headaches so he actually dropped he stopped drinking coffee a couple months ago that's a really good step and then the mm-hmm. next step of course is eating healthy which is you know 
meal prepping can really help a lot. You know, my, my husband, um, had pretty high blood pressure and the, the few things he cut out was caffeine for sure. Mm-hmm. That was a year ago. Um, eggs, uh, he only eats egg whites and, you know, we have meatless Mondays, meatless mm-hmm. Wednesdays, meatless Saturdays. So oh, yeah, we he- have, yeah. He- so that's helped a lot. It's actually lowered his blood pressure to a really healthy level, um, okay. just by making small adjustments. And, you know, you have to be a supportive partner for those adjustments and not someone who like, he doesn't need the reminder. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. He knows. Okay. Yeah, I really, I really like him for you. I don't know huh. why my gut, my gut says it's a good match. <laughs> yeah. Thank this is a good you so much one. guys. I really appreciate you taking my call. Thank you for your question. Thank you for calling Ask a Matchmaker podcast. How can we help you? Hello. Hi. Um, hi. hi guys. This is having my question. So um, I am a 28. I live in San Francisco and I haven't been in a serious committed relationship since I was 21. So I started dating really young. And over the last few years, I've dated a lot. You know, I have no issues going on the apps, getting dates, starting relationships. But it always seems like when it comes to committing to someone, calling someone my boyfriend, I always lose interest in the guy. And I'm trying to figure out if that's because, you know, I'm truly finding things that are deal breakers and finding why these relationships won't work. Or is there something that I'm doing wrong and I'm just subconsciously avoiding that commitment. So is there anything I can do to, to reflect on that and, and figure out what the cause is? Is it the guys or is, am I doing something? Go ahead, Maria. I, I'd rather you go ahead first. So your question is when a guy expresses, like when you get into a, like a committed relationship, you lose interest. Yeah. So it seems that whenever we get to that stage, right. I'm always thinking, well, what else is out there? And I almost Therapy. I never want to lock myself down to the monogamy aspect of it. Therapy. <laughs> therapy. You need therapy. Are you, do, are, do you go to therapy? I do not go to therapy. Girl, okay. tomorrow. <laughs> you're getting a therapist. You are so quite literally admitting to avoidance, uh, avoidant mm. attachment style. <laughs> so how do you know how to be in a relationship? Ooh, fantastic question, Louie. How do I know how to be in a relationship? Yeah. Uh, we're like, who, who taught you? Where'd you learn? Uh, presumably from my parents. Is that the- <laughs> okay, great. So tell us about your parents' relationship. Was it great? Oh, are they still married? <laughs> are they divorced? Um, they are still married. Their marriage is okay. It has its issues, but you know, they're committed and loyal to each other. So yes, they're together. Mm-hmm. So do you think that your that your upbringing or viewing your parents' relationship has impacted the way that you see relationships today? Uh, yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. it's in a way of me trying to learn from their mistakes and, and avoid maybe things that they do. Ah, okay. So do you think that you're hypersensitive to looking for red flags potentially? So maybe Ooh. you don't want to duplicate like what your parents had, or maybe you're like have a fear of of a fear of like um of investing into something that may not work out. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that resonates a little bit. I think I am always looking for red flags or mm-hmm. overanalyzing things and figuring, trying to figure out if they're deal breakers or not. What do you do for a living, Diana? Uh, I am a data scientist, so I ah, analyze data. It's all for making sense now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, wow, I feel like I'm I'm playing that game. Twenty questions. I'm going to figure it out. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. So typically, you know, I call you a game strategist. So like, Mm -hmm. it's like somebody who plays chess, you know, you Mm -hmm. can, you can like say, okay, if I move here, then he's going to do this. If I do this, they're going to move here. If I move here, they're going to move here. So 20 moves ahead, you already have in your head before you make your Mm -hmm. next move. Right. Mm -hmm. So in essence, when you go on a date or when you get to that point where you're like, oh my gosh, is this really going to turn into a relationship? Mm -hmm. You can see yourself dating them, getting engaged, getting married and getting divorced. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, in a dream right and you wake up panicked because you're like this isn't going to work why would i invest anything into this i can already i can already tell these are going to be the reasons why it's not going to work out so that's what a game strategist does and um especially for you're really good at what you do for a living because you're really good at what you do for a living right so um it may be carrying into your relationships Mm. um so my advice is to just I know this is going to sound really bad and I'm going to get hate mail or something. Try to dumb it down a little bit when you, when you're in like this phase, right? So like, don't think so much, you know, if you, if you're with somebody like seven, eight, nine, 10 dates, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a reason why you're still seeing them. Things are going really well. So maybe just um, try to enjoy the process of getting to know someone, but you always have to remember that you have to learn to walk before you can run. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're thinking that you're running when you're getting into a committed relationship and you're really still walking because the dating process is really crawling before you walk. You know, an exercise that you could do Diana as well is, you know, tonight before you go to bed, I want you to envision what your life looks like five years from now, 10 years from now, let's say five years from now, what does it look like? And while you're envisioning that, you know, and for real, like take your time to truly envision every corner of your life. What do you look like at work? What does your house look like? Are you married? Do you have kids? Like, how do you feel? Like literally be able to tell me all the details. And after you're done envisioning it, I want you to write down how you feel. When you are dating, go back to that list and see, do I feel this? Because what I would hope that list says, I feel like acknowledged. I feel secure. I feel like I'm with a strong communicator. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm with someone who respects me. I feel like someone who provides me balance. And this way, every time you do date, go back to that list and say, okay, here's how I want to feel. Does this person maintain these feelings? Because this is a good way to determine if they have deal breakers that you shouldn't be with versus not. For instance, if the next guy you're dating is producing a ton of anxiety and leaves you constantly confused and doesn't respond, it's not reliable. Well, guess what? You're not supposed to, that's not in that list. I don't want you to date that person. But if the other next guy you date is someone who's calm, who says what he means, who shows high integrity, who makes you feel acknowledged. I want you to keep dating him. Okay. Yeah. I like the idea of focusing on how I feel rather than on attributes or or things like that. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Diana. Nikki, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. How can we help you? Hi. Thanks so much, guys. Um, actually, I feel like this is a great follow-up to the, the previous caller because I've done a lot of work recently and I've been following you, Maria, for quite a while now, did the 12-date the rule. I've met an amazing man who I'm just crazy about now. Uh, he actually, I'm, he flew me out to his uh, hometown where I am right now and I'm meeting the parents. This Wait, weekend. where's he? Is he in the other room? Or is he listening? No, to no, this? no. He's he's at a uh, business meeting right now. Oh. <laughs> so I'm free. Okay. So this is perfect timing. But I've I've realized when we haven't been together that long, a little over two months, and like many of the other callers, I'm in my 
late 30s. I haven't had a lot of serious relationships. Uh, I feel like I've been very logical with relationships and just really focused on my career. And now I feel like I've just totally fallen for this guy and we have great communications. Um, I feel like though, I want to be very logical and cognizant of, am I in lust or am I in love? Cause in my mind right now, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in love with this guy, but it's, you know, it's been a very short time. So I would love to ask two married individuals in the, you know, matchmaking world, your, your thoughts and opinions. Well, scientifically and physiologically speaking, I guess you are in lust, which is still a type of love. I keep going back to Greek people have five <laughs> words for love, right? And so the right. first one is eros, lust. And the second one is agapi, love, like, like the, the, the unconditional love. And you first have to experience Eros lust, uh, before you head on to agape love, love. And there is a plateau of Eros and it happens between month four and seven, right? That's usually where the plateau happens before you choose agape. Now I, why is this important? Cause I I'm telling you, English is so limiting when it comes to this stuff, you are saying the word lust. And you think that I feel like I can hear from your tone that you're minimizing what is, Oh, is it just lust? But if you were Greek, you would say to someone, which means I am in lust with you, which is such a, I, in Greek, I know it sounds better because it's so, it's like the sexiest and nicest thing you could ever say to someone. I know in English, it's like, I'm in lust with you. I'm a dork. But in Greek, it's, and that's what you're experiencing. And it's such a valid and amazing feeling. And I'm so happy for you. And if you're, if you're, if you're asking yourself, oh my God, meeting his parents two months, is that too quick? No, it's normal. So many people meet each other's parents in the two month mark. And it's okay that you're meeting them in this stage, right? Because you're growing the foundation, core values. So that agape right. is easier to choose when lust or eros plateaus. Right. Well, I'm going to have to learn that uh, sentence now so I can say that to him. <laughs> Um, do you, you feel gotta, like, yeah, go ahead. Louis. Yeah. Do you feel like it's all being reciprocated? Like, like what, what is he giving you? I, I feel like it's very much reciprocated. Yeah. We haven't said, I love you. Um, I, I would today tonight, but of course I don't want to scare him off. I feel like that. Wait, that stop, stop, stop. You're there to see his parents. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. What do you think? He doesn't love you. Just say, if you feel love, just say it. He's not scared. You're you read my parents. mind, Maria. I was like, I was, you read my mind. I was like, okay, you have to be really dangerous because it could, it could appear to be playing games really. So like, yeah. yeah, if you're really feeling these feelings, it's really important to communicate that. Um, and you know, yeah, I, th I don't think you're going to scare him away. It sounds like he's reciprocating, you know, similar feelings to what you're, what you're giving. So, you know, I, can, I, I would be worried. Yeah. I would be worried if you were not getting what you're giving. Right. Um, say tonight when you're having sex. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I love that idea. Actually, that is a really good idea. Thank you. Um, I the other you thing I would say it when you're having sex, though. I no, thought but you're, like but you're communicating thing. it now. You're not having sex right now, and you already know what you feel. So you don't want to do that when you're doing it like in the moment, right? And you're just like, "Oh my god, do I love you? Oh my god, I love you." <laughs> um, so, so it's a little different. You know, you're not doing it out of passion. You're doing it because you've thought about this. Yes. Right? Yes. And that, that yeah. is a, there is a difference there uh, and don't do it after he eats you out. Cause then it just, no. like, do it, do it right before, like, do it, do it, do it, do it around then do it. 
it's okay if you're naked, but do it. Yeah, do it. Oh do it. God. Oh my God. I would love, oh, oh you're going to say, I love you. That's like so exciting. <laughs> you know, one other thing I want to say is you're in your late thirties. Um, and you know, your whole life you focused on your career and you, I'm sure you've had some relationships, but I think you probably know yourself really well at this point. And, you know, I think that fear of like saying it or like what's happening with him could be, you know, surfacing right now. So just embrace it. Um, I think, you know, if it's real or not, I think, you know, by this age, you can, you can get that true feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Well, you know, Maria, you haven't um, set me wrong yet. So I'm going to oh, follow you. She's awesome. Isn't she? I'm <laughs> so excited for you. Yeah. So thank you again for calling in. Maria. Yeah. I love you. I love you. So with you, it's philia. So that's oh, friend philia. love. That's the third friend type love. of love. Well, what's work husband love? That philia. Philia oh, was okay. my, you're my friend. So, you know, you are my work husband and I, uh, I'm like, it's so funny. Cause like, I obviously talk about Louis every day to my actual husband. And it's so funny, <laughs> even if what I'm not talking about, if I have like a dilemma at work, my husband's first question is always, well, what does Louis think? Oh no. And it's like, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll tell Louis something personal about my life. And then Louis will be like, well, what does George think? And I'm like, I love <laughs> that there's this like mutual respect of like, what are the husbands saying? And uh, right. I, I just love you so much. I'm so happy you joined me on the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. It was fun. Anytime, anytime. And if anyone wants to book a dating assessment with Louie or join an upcoming Agape Intensive or even just learn about any other services that Agape Match has, head on to the show notes. All the links are there. And of course, be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.